y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So I want to draw a picture for you. I want you to think about a scenario. Um, Your parent just woke up getting the kids ready for school. The kids may or may not be cooperating. They're fussing. Uh, You get them off to school. You're rushing to work. You get to work. There's 12 things on your desk waiting for your attention. The phone's ringing. The instant messaging messaging app is going off. Emails are coming in furiously. You work a hard eight hours. You leave work. Pick up the kids. Rush home. Try to fix dinner. And at the end of the day, you're exhausted. Here's another scenario for you. You're a student. Um, you're, you've got a heavy course load. You're taking 18 hours. You have tons of homework, lots of papers to write. You may or may not eat today because there's so much to do. And from the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to bed, you're busy with schoolwork. Um, In both of those scenarios, the individuals probably never considered or thought about boundaries and how boundaries come into play into our everyday lives. We often struggle with boundaries because realistically, it's not something that we're really taught about. It's not something that we really um, are aware of usually until something happens where we need to put boundaries in place. Most of the times when we think about boundaries, people think of relationship boundaries. Well, you know, in order to have good, healthy relationships, boundaries are required. But you also need boundaries in other areas like school, work, friendships. So boundaries can be really, really important in, in all of those um, contexts. And we should incorporate boundaries as much as possible so that we maintain a sense of balance in our lives. Boundaries can be physical, they can be emotional or financial. And I don't think that a lot of people ever really consider financial boundaries, but those can be very important at times, depending on your circumstances. So boundaries are a way of helping us maintain balance and um, to keep us from getting in situations where we're overgiving. Sometimes within our families, within our relationships, um, parenting or spouses, we can find ourselves being the one that's overgiving or the one that's always giving. And without some good boundaries there, uh, you can give to the point of exhaustion. And once you're exhausted from giving, what do we usually say? I'm done. (laughs) And so... Again, um, thinking about boundaries is just a way to protect us and keep us balanced. 
and in a good space. Boundaries don't mean that you're a mean person. Boundaries don't mean that you don't care. It just means that there needs to be some structure and and protection um, for, for the person that's creating the boundaries. And I think that in some cases, especially with parenting, when the concept of boundaries are presented, is presented in an authoritarian way. I'm going to put my foot down. This is the boundary. You will follow it or else. Um, boundaries don't have to be that way. We can create boundaries that are firm and clear, but not necessarily mean or harsh or hostile. And I think people get that confused a lot. People confuse um, boundaries with being authoritarian. Um, those are two totally, totally different things. You don't have to use boundaries to shut people out or shut people down. Um, boundaries should be a way to not only provide balance, but to encourage healthiness in the relationship, whether that's a relationship between parents and children, spouses, people who are dating, co-workers, or peer relationships at school. So let's talk about what type of boundaries you may currently have. Some people have very rigid boundaries, and I just mentioned that before, that are more authoritarian, that are designed to keep people out. Um, they can be very harsh. They can be very hostile. Well, the problem with having boundaries that are very rigid is that it can cost you relationships. It can cause you to be isolated or detached. It can cause you to have problems with connection because once those rigid boundaries are in place, the person is going to tend to do whatever they need to do to maintain that boundary. So it has the effect of keeping people out or building a wall. We use that term a lot. That person has a wall around them. So rigid boundaries are not very helpful in helping us to bring healthiness to our relationship. Rigid boundaries don't improve or enhance or increase connection. They do the very opposite. Some people have boundaries that are way too loose or extremely open, which is the opposite of a rigid boundary. So what does it look like when your boundaries may be too loose or too open? You may jump two feet in whenever a friend or someone you care about has a problem. You jump right in. You get completely immersed. You're going to be right there with them experiencing the problem and trying to fix it. Um, people who have boundaries that are too loose or too open may find it very difficult to say no. Uh, you, you may not want to do that thing. You may not want to agree to it, but it's just so, so hard to say no. If you have boundaries that are too loose, you may overshare personal information with others. 
um, and or um, people please because you don't want to be rejected you want people to like you so you know we can have boundaries that are very rigid and authoritarian or we can have the opposite we can have boundaries that are very loose and very open in either case these type of boundaries are not very helpful Um, people with boundaries that are too loose or too open may find themselves being taken advantage of and people that have boundaries that are too rigid may find themselves being very isolated and very alone so what we want to strive for is we want to strive for productive balanced and healthy boundaries that protect us from overgiving in a situation so that we're not drained or exhausted um how do you do that what are the steps in um, creating healthy, balanced boundaries? Well, before you can create healthy boundaries, you have to understand what what's required as part of a healthy relationship for you. So, for example, you may need clear communication in relationships you may need consistency you may need people to be reliable or dependable and those those are needs that you must have in order for the relationship to be healthy so is you really have to take a moment of of introspection and and look at what it is that you personally need to be healthy and whole in a relationship and from there you can create boundaries Um, because in order to create good healthy boundaries you'll have to communicate those boundaries to the people around you and if you don't really understand what your needs are and you don't have a sense of what you need it's going to be hard to articulate to other people what your expectations are and, and boundaries are another way of saying, you know, this is what I expect from you in order for us to have a healthy relationship. And remember, when we say relationships, we're not just talking about romantic relationships. We're talking about work relationships, social relationships, peer or friendships. So relationships, all relationships need boundaries. So the first step into into crea- the first step of creating healthy boundaries is understanding what your needs in a in a relationship are. The second step would be once you define those needs to clearly communicate those needs to the people around you. For example, um, as a parent. Uh, one thing that you may need um, in the relationship with your with your child is um, clarity. We know young people, especially teenagers, uh, may not always be clear when they're communicating. So if that's an, a high need for you in your parenting relationship, now you can create a boundary and share that expectation with your kid or um, teenager and say 
you know, I need you to be as clear as possible when, when we're communicating so that I can understand what you need. That doesn't sound very mean. It doesn't sound very harsh, but it is a clear, well-articulated boundary that you're establishing so that the communication between the, the, um, you and the child or the teenager works. And it cuts down on misunderstandings and um, putting the parent in a position where they have to pull information out of their child or teenager. Um, So that's an example of how you could create a clear boundary between a parent and a child. Um, Being clear when you're articulating your boundaries. Don't be vague. Don't be ambiguous. I'll be very clear. I um, it would be helpful if you could do X, Y, or Z. Um, when you give people clear, concise information, it's easier for them to follow. Now, in the beginning, I said that boundaries could be physical, emotional, or financial. When we're talking about healthy boundaries, when we talk about financial, um, this is to prevent overgiving. And for some people, parents especially, financial boundaries are very necessary. You can be in a position where you're constantly giving financially to your child, or um, you may have a parent that you're taking care of as an adult child where you're constantly um, having to give financially. Being able to clearly articulate financial boundaries is is very important. Um, that keeps you from overgiving or being drained financially in a situation, uh, in a relationship that you're in that you're supporting someone else. So again, if you're uh, a parent supporting maybe an adult child in college or you're an adult supporting a parent, um, financial boundaries may be important. Um, Older couples that are dating may need financial boundaries depending on the context of the relationship. But again, in establishing a financial boundary, you would do the same thing as you would with an emotional boundary or psychological boundary. You would articulate your needs. You would be clear when you share your needs with that other person. You would be consistent. And in the event that you have established healthy boundaries, it's very important that you address any boundary violations right away because the goal of establishing the boundaries is to help the relationship maintain a sense of healthiness and wholeness. When people violate boundaries, they put that healthiness and wholeness in jeopardy. So if there's a boundary violation, you should address that right away. So what could that look like? In the example we gave with the parent um, and the child, where the parent um, sets an expectation or boundary for for clarity and communication, 
Uh, let's say you're dealing with a teenager that says that feels like I don't have to do all of that. Well, the parent would have to deal with that boundary violation and express and explain why it's very important um, that that teenager follow the boundary or respect the boundary um, and deal with it accordingly. Um, failure to deal with boundary violations means means that people may not respect that that's a high need for you or people may not um, give it the consideration that's required and then that defeats the purpose of setting the boundary so we always want to make sure that to the extent possible that if you communicate a boundary the boundary is agreed upon that any violations are dealt with right away now when you're establishing boundaries you also have to be willing to respect other people's boundaries so it's not a one-way street it's a two-way street where your boundaries work for you because they're based on what you need there has to be an openness and understanding that people around you have needs as well and they're going to have boundaries and they're going to have expectations and quite frankly we have to be willing to give what we expect if we expect people to respect our boundaries we want people to respect our boundaries we have to have the same openness when when people share their boundaries with us and that's what makes it bi-directional or supportive you have boundaries, I have boundaries, we respect each other's boundaries, and, and now we can get to a place where relationships have a lot more balance and wholeness and maybe less conflict because the lack of boundaries can be a source of conflict. You have one person maybe that's overgiven or not giving at all, and so that can cause conflict in relationships. So we wanna make sure that by, by us establishing good boundaries, and supporting those boundaries of the people around us, we contribute to our healthy relationships by reducing the amount of conflict that we have within those relationships. So healthy boundaries are required and they are a part of a healthy relationship. Boundaries are helpful in helping us to have relationships that are balanced, whole and thriving. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to Convos with Anita Santiago on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.